good enough. If he will make you realize how black people really feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk. Stop sweet talking it. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how or what kind of hell you've been catching and let him know that if he's not ready to clean his house up, if he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire and burn down. And burn down. And burn down. And that's what's going on right now. Yeah. That house is burning down. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. First, we want to introduce the podcast because we've been doing 100 episodes of this. So we're pretty good at this whole introduction thing. And I want to send a shout out to everybody watching. You know, I affectionately refer to you guys as the Kick Back. Yeah. 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 JB, what's the name of the podcast? Nigga, it's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You say, say the whole thing. <laughs> Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution will be televised. I'm no breaks new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday, we right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek representing N. W A. Well, coming at you every Monday. <laughs> yeah, representing N W A. Nerds with attitude. I fucked up my own intro, new. All good. All good. All good. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, a lot is on my mind, my exactly. G. A lot is on exactly. my mind, man. Um, uh, before we dive right into, it, we give you our high and low of the week. Yeah. And then the discussion will begin. So if you guys have some ideas or a certain direction you want the conversation to go, certain things you want to talk about, type them in the comments now. You're here. Let us hear from you. We were going to include it. And um, so we'll do our high low of the week. Um, fuck it, I started. Um, my low of the week was dealing with all of this shit with the murder of George Floyd. I have been angry. I have been frustrated. I have been confused. I've been at a loss of words. And I've been in tears. Um, the low point for me was being in tears. Sitting in my living room on this sofa, this sofa right here, fucking crying because I finally watched the video. <laughs> to hear a man call off for his mother who's been dead for like 10 years, that let me know his level of fear and his level of desperation. My mother's been dead for over 30 years. And I, if you hear me calling off for my mother, you know, that's as desperate as I can be. Um, that was my low um, watching that and going through that because I said I wasn't going to watch it. But I felt like I had to watch it in order to really have this discussion. My high of the week uh, was today. I got to kick it with my God kids, JB's kids, um, son and daughter. And I um, hadn't seen them in almost three months due to all of this craziness. And um, I got to see them. And it just, I mean, how could you not be happy about that? That is what could top that you know what i mean absolutely new i know entirely what you mean i think our highs and lows this week are going to be mirror images of each other because um my personal low of this week um honestly wasn't my personal feelings 
um, behind this. Um, it was it was interacting with the other people that I love and understanding how emotionally and how deeply emotionally this impacted them. Um, because again, this is something that we have been aware of, we have been cognizant of, we have been reporting on now for years. All, I mean, I would say literally since the inception of the show. I remember us doing a town hall meeting um, when there was a police Philando murder. Castile. Yeah. Um, and there was Eric, one where it was, I know exactly what it was. It was two to three summers ago we were at the pool with Mill and Lex. Yep. And the something, uh, another, a second murder happened. We, I think that was the Flannel Castile shooting. We were like, what the fuck? Yo, we got to do something. We should do a, a, a town hall on Facebook tomorrow. And we told the girls to come through. And that's when we first had the, the, our female co host at that time because of that one episode we did on Facebook Live um, to do a, a full discussion with everybody and kind of get the feelings out and kind of break down what was going on and how we felt. And um, it's that time again. So this this won't be a traditional show. We're not going to be giving out the Donald Trump set of stupid award and all of that. We're going to talk to you about what we can, how we feel, how how we feel, you included, what we can do, what we shouldn't do, and uh, where we are right now. Yeah, so um, that was my low of the week, and we are going to continue to discuss that and address that. Um, my personal high of the week, a very personal high of the week for me, I got to have my kids stay with me for the first time in, God, 10 weeks. Um, so that's two and a half months without my children being with me. And that was just an amazingly fantastic experience. Um, it was it was colored with teaching moments. And let me speak on this right now since my kids were with me new. Um, don't hide this from your children, kickbackers. Don't hide what's going on in America right now from your kids. Don't think that it's too violent or too incendiary or too adult or too grown up or too scary or too crazy for them to see because they're going to see it. They're going to see it one way or another. And this is a really, really critical teaching moment for your children, kickbackers, because they either become one or the other. And that's literally what it is right now. We are choosing sides. You are on the side of right and humanity, or you are the bitch who calls the cops in Central Park on a black man who is watching birds and doesn't want a dog running around and scaring the birds. It is just that simple. And if you're yeah. operating in the gray area, fuck you. I'm just Straight gonna up. say that right now. Straight up. It, um, it, it's no middle ground. There is no gray area. You're either with us or against us. It's just this or else. Enough is enough. And what is, uh, this is hit its point um, it's peak a while ago, but uh, worldwide, I see it's hit its peak right now. And we're talking about the death of George Floyd uh, from Houston, Texas, who was in living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a truck driver. Um, went to the store. They say he used a counterfeit $10 bill, $20, $20 bill. bill, whatever. And then he hung around the store for a little while. And then the police came and then they handcuffed him and, and were going to arrest him. And in some kind of way, he went from being handcuffed to on the ground. And then he went from being on the ground to having 
Derek Chauvin, bitch ass cracker. Derek Chauvin having his fucking knee in his fucking neck for almost nine minutes. Uh, an additional two minutes after he lost consciousness. And if you see the, the second camera angle, you see the two other police officers had their knee in his back and legs. To pin him down to make sure that he was completely immobilized while the murder took place. Now, they were behind the vehicle so that they could not be seen by the camera that was photographing or videotaping uh, Derek Chauvin, number one. Number two, um, the man's pulse was taken. And Rob pointed this out. And I mean, this is how callous this is. One of the other cops sweeped around and took his pulse while his knee was on his neck and said out loud, I got no pulse. I got no pulse. Chauvin didn't get up at that point, y'all. He sat there with his hands in his fucking pocket looking at the camera phone like, and what? And this motherfucker got 18 prior uh, uh, not cases, but what do you call it? Um, investigations. Investigations on uh, him with criminal misconduct as a yep. cop. Police brutality. Police brutality. Yep. Yep, yep. So for, this wasn't a new thing. This wasn't his first time. He had 18 prior times. How many times do you get to get away with police brutality? You know how many times I, I get away with being brutal to a cop? Zero. None. None. Zero. This motherfucker's been a terrorist in the streets of Minneapolis. A fuck 18 times. It's like um, when 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 the uh, the, the tank joke when he did the girls podcast, and he was saying like if you, if you suck dick once you probably not gay. You tried it didn't like it then you're not. But if you suck dick eighteen times, you probably like sucking dick. If you you know what I'm saying, if you are accused of abusing black people eighteen times, this being nineteen, you probably a racist piece of shit. And why are you a police officer? Why are you still a police officer? That, I mean, that has been the fundamental question that we have been asking. But kickbackers, allow me to posit this point and allow, allow me to geek out for just a second. New. And I think this is the perfect time to do this. Those of you who are key, who keep saying, why do we continue to make these derelict individuals, police officers, you have to understand derelict individuals make up the very origin of the police existence in the United States from its very beginning. It didn't originate in the United States. It actually originated in Great Britain, the country from which we were engendered, right? Police. And excellent point. But check this out. Just really quickly, for those who say, why are we rioting? Protesting doesn't do anything. You know how America got away from Great Britain? Rioting and protesting. Violence. That's how America separated. But go ahead, JB. So we're doing what they told us to do. But yeah, ahead. this is the fuel of revolution. But okay, so um, Britain used to populate its police force with criminals and derelict individuals because they knew that these individuals knew the hood. They knew that these individuals knew where all the criminals were because they used to be criminals themselves. But if you have criminals policing a general population of non-criminals, then what are you doing? You are empowering criminals with the right of life and death over a people. And that is what our police are created from. That's the way they started.
That's where they've always been. The riots of 1863 in New York City, where over 100 people died at the hands of the police and the military and those who wanted to use that riot to kill black people. This is nothing new. This is where we started. So don't be surprised by what you see. Yeah, and, and just to add on to that, when they uh, when they had the slavery and the plantations, they had the overseer. And I do the KRS one thing. Overseer, 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 officer, officer, officer. The overseer, officer comes from overseer. Ron just pointed that yeah. out. <laughs> and, um, so these are people who were, you know, the slave patrols. Right. You, you saw the movie Harriet Tubman where they go looking for the slaves. That's where that's a, another part of where the police establishment came from. Again, these were hunters, murderers. These were these were individuals. They used to call them uh, one-eyed Charlies, right? Like these were these were like the worst, the worst of the worst people, like the worst people in slave society. Still are. They still are. And I know people have been getting on me about my attitude towards the police. Fuck the police. That's my attitude. That's what it is. Um. And I asked the question the other day on Facebook. I was like, what kind of lame-ass nigga becomes a cop? Like, what the fuck? What, what could be going on with you? The way I grew up, and I wasn't like the, the most street nigga just out doing all... I, I did what I did, but I wasn't like that. But I hated the police in my capacity. I hated them. They harassed me. They brutalized me. They shitting on me. Um, they, 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 I guess the biggest thing they did was harass me. They contained my, my neighborhood. Come on my page and say, "Hey man, you know, it's some good. We some good ones out here." And right. I was like, well, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I, I do speak out against some of the racism, man. I say some things, and I got things." And they showed me a video of um, a black cop, uh, and he told them basically, "Shut the fuck up, get out the way." These my people. I, I'll talk to them, and and they were. picture of a white cop choking an elderly black woman and in the background there was another black on with this picture and i'm like dog you let this white man choke out a a, a, a big mama right in the middle of a mall right and you sat there and that's the part that's, and that's the, the shit p- that kills me yeah and that's and that's the part that you know, you actually pointed this out when we were talking about this earlier, New. When these so-called black, I don't know, heroes or philanthropists who want to join the police force to do the greater good in their own communities. And I... ...to that organization, then they become more blue than black. 
You know what I'm saying? Say it again, JB. They they become more blue than black. So they witness police brutality. They witness police violence. They witness discrimination and intimidation and do nothing about it. Moreover, sometimes they get carried away with the who are now policing our communities. They get indoctrinated in this violence and then they and then they themselves carry it out. New. That is a problem. Yeah, we got um I'll go over a couple comments. Some get in to be a protector um, and the ones advertised as horrible. Um, I think um, with a bum rush, with a bum rush, if he had seen him getting murdered, at least enough to get cuz to get off his neck. How guys kill each other, but these people keep killing innocent Huh? How guys kill each other, but these people killing innocents still alive. I agree. I don't know why Trayvon Martin uh, killer George Zimmerman is alive. Um, and I we've said this at least a dozen times on the show. Why is George Zimmerman still alive? Why is George Zimmerman still alive? Why is George Zimmerman still alive? Um, so I understand the, the frustration there. And um, guys, keep the comments coming. We're reading yeah, them. Yeah, we're, we you know, love it. We're we gonna love have this Thank conversation you. together. Yes. We're not talking at you. Yes. We're talking with you. Yes. To you. So keep the comments going and the conversation will ebb and flow based on what you give us. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the conversation. And you are a part of this conversation. This isn't Absolutely. us doing the show for you. We're doing this shit together. No bullshit. Yeah. Um, adding some additional details. Um, as you guys know, um, protests, somewhat violent protests are ongoing in New York City, in Atlanta, Georgia. is a moment this is a moment where the world's eyes were watching and the world saw what's really good the world saw what's really going on and it's like hold up protests about terrorism and gay rights and other bullshit but on national TV. No, no, the world is not tolerating this shit. And yet again, we look like the assholes of the world. We look like the fucking idiots of the world as America because we can't get our house in order. We can't even get our own I don't want to stay here too long because we got a lot to talk about. Um, but really quickly, I'm going to take this over here real quick. I blame a lot of this shit on you motherfuckers who vote your conscience. I don't like Hillary. She had the emails. And so I'm not going to vote for anybody. I'm going to hold my vote. And then Trump wins. Trump can't be that bad. You know what they tell me? No, you're fear-mongering. You're trying to scare us. You, you scheme, scare tactic. Trump can't be that bad. What can happen? You know what I told him? 
it'll fuck him around be the end of the world. He, not because he's racist, but because he's stupid. Yeah. Because of his incompetence, it could be some shit to fuck the whole country up. No, it can't. You're trying to scare us. You're not going to scare me to vote for Hillary because you like her. Nigga, I don't like Hillary. I ain't vote for Bill. I never liked Bill. You think I like his wife? Stupid. But I told you, if Trump gets in office, it's going to be some bullshit. And it's going to be some big shit. And let's just look at what happened. 100,000 people dead from COVID-19. Race riots all over the fucking country. The NFL, that whole debacle, that kicked those sons of bitches out. We have uh, left the World Health Organization. We're on a brink of war with China. Michael Jordan kept Isaiah Thomas off the dream team. All of these things happen. Let me calm down, JB. Let me just bring it down some. I'm getting a little upset. But it's y'all fucking fault. Dumbasses. Oh, what can Trump really do? He ain't gonna do anything. Yeah. Look what he did. We're in this situation. Trump is on Twitter now. When you start looting, we start shooting. You know who that was that said that? The, the white motherfucker in the South, the um Miami, uh, the Miami chief of police, I forgot his name, but he was the first one that co- coined the phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And, and, and George Wallace also said it. Yeah. The and, motherfucker that, that, that did the desegregation and then wound up getting shot and paralyzed, racist fucker. Yeah, and what that and what that meant was that when when a riot starts, cops cops are gonna take the safeties off. That is exactly what it what it what he meant, and he meant what he said. No, no, no. He meant if they start looting, we gonna kill them. That's what I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Say no. Nah, you, you said it. Well, <laughs> you I said was... it. Uh, you use a euphemism. Nah. <laughs> yeah, what did. he said was, they start looting, we gonna kill niggas. That's what the fuck it meant. Um. Any info on Amar Aubrey's killer? Uh, I know that they arrested the cameraman as well. So I know the father-son duo were arrested, and they went back and arrested the, the man that filmed it as an accessory. That's all I've heard. And I also did hear that they're going into the, the FBI is going to investigate Breonna Taylor's murder. Breonna Taylor was um, in her home, sleep with her boyfriend. The police, she was getting UPS packages. And so the police thought that they were drug packages that she was receiving on behalf of her drug dealing boyfriend. I don't know if that's true or not. What I do know is they went into her house while they were sleeping and killed them. Did that that and was I, awesome. I, I will say this, and I was walking to JB's house to see my god kids this morning. Um, a lot of you guys tuned in and chimed in, and I didn't know really what happened, but I've come to realize that from the posts I've seen today, that you guys do look to this, you look forward to this, you like our perspective, and I hope we speak for you, I hope we speak to you, and I hope we do justice with it. Thank you for giving us this platform, mm-hmm. just as an aside, a hundred episodes as a podcast, 300 episodes total. Um, yeah. Thank you for
intolerable. We need unity around table chess time. I agree with that. Badges looks just like slave hunter badges. That's an excellent point. Um, the crazy part is y'all are just becoming this angry nigga. I've been angry this world, and the cops have been fucked up since I was a kid, and I'm 47. Yeah, like, like I, I tell you, like I have hated police and their presence in my life my entire life. I've never seen a cop for anything good. Me I've never neither. gone to police for, for help in anything. They've always been the enemy. I never knew that they were... I never knew that like, niggas I know would become police officers. Like, police were always the devil to me. They harassed me. They, 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 they tried to ruin my fucking life in Georgia. Yeah. Like, and as an adult, but as a kid, they were always just bad. And, and I, I, that's why I said I can never understand. Like, nobody in my neighborhood going to be a police officer because of how they treated us. But I know that some niggas grew up differently. And I guess that made it like it was a viable job. The police were always the enemy. And I'm a, I'm a child of the revolution. I, I'm now Tariq Newman. I'm little Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like, so police have always been my enemy. And I, I don't understand how anybody can want to do that or support that. But I will say Officer Russell, who I talked to, did make a good point. If it was niggas like me on the force or niggas like more niggas like him on the force, then changes would be made. But I I want to say, okay, yeah, but I also feel like this. You can't join the Ku Klux Klan as a black man and then create change from the inside. And I look at the police department as the Ku Klux Klan. So you can't create change on the inside because it's the fucking Ku Klux Klan. Clan. We're not even going to get into how many sheriffs and how many police commissioners and police chiefs were actually Klan members in the 60s through not only out the South, but also through the Midwest. Um, you know, you you touched on a couple of very important points there, New. Number one, um, the concept of the police and um, the very nature of the organization, um, the police as as it exists in the United States have created an us against them mentality. It is it is like it is a foundational element that is a part of their existence. And allow me to to add this context to it. I spoke before about European police forces, in particular, the British police forces, because our police forces based on how they were organized before. The British police force has since evolved. Here's something that you may not know about Great Britain's police force. Regular street cops, regular street beat cops, they don't carry guns. That's deep. That's they big. don't carry guns. They carry billy clubs, and that's it. They're called bobbies. They wear the fucking hats and the shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't carry guns. All of the motherfuckers who carry guns are, like, highly trained individuals. They are individuals who are trained above and beyond what the police academy is. In Europe, the police don't get involved in parallel paramilitary actions involving firearms. They don't. Like, there are specially trained police forces that carry guns, particularly in the UK. In the United States, though, our police not only carry guns, they're, if you look at the statistics, they have been ramping up their military technology. 
They're carrying armor-piercing rounds now for SWAT teams. They're carrying incendiary rounds now. They're carrying explosive rounds now. And they're carrying high-caliber semi-automatic handguns. Like, they're out there ready to kill somebody. They're like desert stormtroopers. And most of them were. So America has created this organization that is specifically designed to subju subjugate its people. Trying to subjugate some shit. That's that's Jay. That's the gangster geek word right. of the week. JB, what you what the hell you mean? They subjugating it. Yeah, the, the police are designed to keep poor people in their place. Period. Point blank. And when we get too uppity, they're gonna move to kill us. Period. But point what, blank. No, no, what, what exactly does subjugate mean? Literally, subjugate subjugate means you take you take you take a people and you deny their rights. You create an environment in which they are essentially lesser than other individuals. Y'all do be subjugating, oh bitch ass niggas. Yeah, and and it and it's done by means of force. Um, Europe, they got to call up for the guns. This nation was built on violence. They brought the guns over here to kill the Indians. Police means policy enforcer. All they need to do is enforce policy. We need to model UK's model. Um, that's why Watchmen was so important. Um, damn, that's deep. That's deep. Watchmen, that's deep. I'm going to watch that again because Regina King is aging gra so gracefully and so beautifully that I don't. I wouldn't mind looking at her some more. <laughs> so I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start Watchmen again this week. Nicole, leave me alone. I've been in the house by myself for three months. I need all the action I can get. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to keep some brevity to the conversation. I don't want us to just be angry all night. So I'm making my little jokes. I hope I don't offend you guys with my in-between jokes. I just don't want it to be so serious that we fucking have a heart attack on the show. Um, Let's add some more intel to this conversation, New. Um, one of the things that um, that we have learned during this broadcast, and I alluded to it early. I'm sorry, not during this broadcast, but during this episode of violence, riot, and 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 just this conflict that we're seeing, is that the agitators aren't the protesters. Now, mm -hmm. this is a very, very important distinction, kickbackers, because it yeah. is one that has never been made in the history of our country, right? Agitators versus protesters, right? And they have, like, our media, and, and I got to keep it honest, the Minnesota government and other governments have endeavored to distinguish between those who are intentionally, intentionally there to create violence and discord and unrest and those who are there to express their grievances and discontent and anger, right? They have tried to differentiate between the two. And what we have learned is that a lot of the agitators, they're not interested in George Floyd. They're interested in creating a racial war. And, and it was Antifa, mm -hmm. the Antifa, um, the anarchists who just look to capitalize on these movements. Uh, shout out to Mama. She told me about that. Uh, she said in, in, in the Bay Area, they are, they've been doing that for decades. Like they've just whenever there's something going on, it's just a group of white people that be like, yeah, and this bashing shit. And uh, we have thankful for the cell phones and camera phones that people are um, taking pictures 
a video of white people dressing all black, just fucking shit up, just randomly fucking breaking windows or auto zone. And then when shit goes down, they go, the black people were so unruly. They did this. All they did was loot. And da, da, da. no, 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 no. It was your Antifa, Antica, Antifa, whatever the fuck they call it. It was your anarchists, your white anarchists are the ones who are inciting these riots, inciting from a protest to a riot. They're, they're, they're getting everybody hyped. They're starting to break shit up. They're starting to steal shit. Then everybody around them gets hyped and want to break more shit, set more shit on fire. Now, we shouldn't be followers. But when emotions are high, passions are high, and violence starts, it typically pulls you in. I know that sounds crazy, but I've, I've been in a riot in my military school. Two people were fighting. Then there was three people. Then there was seven people. Then there was eight people. Then everybody was fighting. We were just all fighting. Nobody knew why. Friends were like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, fuck you then. And then <laughs> in fighting, like it happens. But yeah. When you're in a chaotic moment, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Because now you're looking around like, what's going on? What's going on? And then your buddy be like, you ready to go? What you mean you ready to go? Ah, yeah, I'm ready. You know, like I've seen it. I, I was yeah. in it. This it's... ain't hyperbole. This ain't, and it, you know, this is real shit. So the, the psychological the psychological uh, definition for that syndrome is called the madness of crowds. There was actually an excellent book written on this subject. I forgot who the psychologist was who wrote the book, but I encourage you to look it up. There's an audio book out there, I'm sure. Um, but there's also general research that talks about the relative sort of conjoined delusion that happens when you get a group of people together um, and what you can do with that group of people based on the fact that it's just a whole bunch of them motherfuckers. Like human beings have a herd mentality that is ingrained in our DNA. When we see one motherfucker break a window, five motherfuckers around that motherfucker are gonna think it's okay to break a window and then 20 motherfuckers around them, five motherfuckers are gonna break windows. And it's like got, if somebody starts running, if I started running right now, I, I run, I'm, I'm, like, running. I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm running. I'm running. Fuck Did you that. See, I'm running. Yeah, yeah. But one nigga saw some shit that, yeah, that's that's the way it starts, literally. And yeah. the important thing here, kickbackers, is to understand that now during this crisis, we are learning that it's white people starting that shit. Why are they starting that shit? Why are they trying to turn what was a positive protest that led to, frankly, positive outcomes? Yeah, we got an got arrest in two days. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got an arrest in two days. You know, we got the we got the judiciary. We got uh, the, the the Department of Justice involved inside of three days. You know, because of the protests. But we got motherfuckers trying to turn that into an us against them mentality because they think that they'll win. And what they don't realize, kickbackers, is that it's more us than it is them, particularly in these environments. It's just that simple. Mel said, Mel said four days, but only one officer arrested. Yeah, we do need the other three officers arrested. As, as video footage is shown, they, two other officers had their knee in his back and legs, and the fourth officer, the lookout, um, needs to go down too. All four need to go down. All four need to be arrested. I want the death penalty. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, I'm not going to say I know we're not going to get it. I won't put that into the universe. But we know the likelihood of that. We've seen this movie before. 
I'm asking for the death penalty. I'm putting it out there. If nobody else is going to say it, no breaks news said it. I want the death penalty for all four. It's enough. It's a fucking enough. I want the death penalty for all four. Yeah. You talk about the strong message that they want to send, the show of force that they want to show on the streets, you know, the strong authoritative message they want to send to the rioters, what they're doing in the streets um, after 9 p.m. to, again, try and suppress these riots, but it is an active and a, para a paramilitaristic show of force. You got all of this show of force on the side of stopping the protests, but none of this show of force in, on, the, on the side of meeting our justice. We're going to show all of this force to the people who are mad at the criminals, but we're not going to show any of this force to the, to the criminals. Oh, no, they deserve due process and this whole thing of the law, and we have to find sufficient evidence. And then you got this motherfucking asshole, shithead, fucknut mayor. Um, no, governor. Uh, was it the governor of Mississippi knew? Yeah, who, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, talk talking about he didn't see any violations of police procedure in the this video. Motherfucker said he clearly says I can't breathe. That means he was breathing. But does that mean that you're supposed to keep your knee on his neck? He was breathing until he stopped, but he was barely breathing, which is why he said with literally his last words, I can't breathe. Jeremy said he can say I can't breathe underwater. He's still losing breath. Yeah, he still can't breathe. It's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Like, JB, you got to add him to your whoop his ass on sight list. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, list. yeah. Definitely on the list. Because that's, that was the most stupidest, callous, inconsiderate, racist bullshit I done heard through this entire process. That was worse than, well, maybe not worse, but that's right up there with when they start looting, we start shooting. That's right up there with that. Like, like oh no, I think it, I think about? it's worse, my G. I think it's worse because you're you're like the the looting and the shooting comment is based on the riots, but this asshole is trying to justify what actually happened to engender this whole situation. He's trying to say some fucking how that these fucking four police officers, three of which were kneeling behind a goddamn police car so they wouldn't get picked up on video, were in the right. So you're concealing yourself suffocating an individual to death and somehow that's police procedure you're yeah. concealing yourself and one man that 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 one white man was bold enough i don't give a fuck but all of y'all were doing it and that's police procedure but see here's the thing here's what you need to understand kickbackers that is police procedure that is police procedure that's what the fuck it is all of these motherfuckers on TV talking about, well, that's not police procedure. They're saying that's what's not that's not what's on the books, but that's what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing since their inception. Yes, I'm mad. Yes, I'm pissed the fuck off. And all of my friends are mad with me. Facts. Um, uh, let's see. Two years in the case of it'll be suspended. That, that's a very real possibility, Burger. Um, I'm Albury. We still gotta handle that here in Georgia. We still gotta deal with that. Minnesota may not have the death penalty. Um, 
that's a tricky one. But hopefully this becomes federal. And I wonder if it's a federal case, if federal law will over overstate um, state law. I'm not sure, but I, I'm wondering, and I'm still calling for it. Um, murder three doesn't carry that much time. Exactly. Uh, third degree murder. That's why it shouldn't be third degree. It should be first degree because the, the, the cracker cop, huh? Yeah, third degree still can be on a bond. His, his mom said it 500,000. Um, but uh, it should be first degree murder because they knew each other. They bounced at the same club for 17 years. They worked together at the same club. So that motherfucker, uh, 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 Derek Chavon, whatever fuck his name is, Chauvin, Chauvin, he worked with George Floyd at a club for 17 years. So that was personal. Yeah, he knew that. That he seems knew that very dude. personal to me. He knew he knew that dude, and what that means that is that this should go from a murder three charge to a murder one charge, in my opinion. If you know the motherfucker that you are killing, then there is sufficient grounds to indicate that it is a premeditated murder. There is probable cause to raise up those charges. Absolutely, now absolutely, it is. It, it is premeditated. But yeah. we, we know it. You can't yeah. work with somebody for 17 years and not know them and then want to apply that kind of force. Like, it, 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 like it's, it's, it's insulting to make it anything less than that. So as I do agree the riots brought across those charges as quickly as they came. Yeah. Still wasn't enough. Yeah. I'm still not satisfied. Yeah. And neither is the world. That's yep. why Berlin is protesting, standing outside the U.S. Embassy, thousands deep. White people screaming, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. In Mississippi, uh, 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 30, 40 white people formed a, a, a barricade between the police and black protesters. Like, got to go through what's first. I see my John Browns. I do see y'all. Um, and I know that there are some good cops. I do acknowledge that. But it's still fuck the police. And that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's fuck the police organizationally, um, societally, and institutionally. And really, that's that's where we need to go with this new. We need to understand that the entire organization, the way it is designed in the United States, needs to be dismantled and revamped in order for us to achieve the outcome that we want. Because you talk about a corporation, an organization, uh, uh, an infrastructure, whatever it is, it has a mission statement, right? It has an ideal. It has something that it lives by, something that it dies by. And the police live and die by it's us against them. The blue code. That's, that's the way they live and die. The blue code. Think about this. Think about this. If you fuck around and kill a cop, even on accident, in any city in America, that's a death sentence. That's a death sentence, white or black. Why is that? Because they want to enforce that level of intimidation and authority. That's how they go. Like this is this is this is not the unit that we have been 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 misled to believe that it is by the rhetoric that is used by society to describe their secret police organization. Like it wasn't the federal government 
who made the whole war on drugs so fucked up for black people. Who was it, New? It was the local motherfucking the cops. Pigs, the pigs. The pigs. It was the local motherfucking cops. It wasn't. It wasn't the federal government that made mad mothers against drunk drunk driving a racist element that that turned out to be used to subjugate black people by means of the driving under the influence offense and incarcerate hundreds of thousands of our people across decades and put them in debt. That wasn't the federal government that did that. That was our local police that did that. If you are operating under the misconception that these are rogue elements in the police force, then you are mistaken. It is the police force. That is the problem. You got to start from its very inception, from its foundations in order to fix it. Because otherwise, you're just putting a Band-Aid on a motherfucking open jugular wound. It's just going to bleed the fuck out. Yeah, um, Burger say, you know, it takes longer to become a cosmetologist than it does to become a pig. Um, indigenous yeah, rights like have to be recognized. Or some shit, and um, then you're a cop? Yeah, we learned it from them. Um, it was definitely the federal government who created the war on drugs. Well, yeah, the federal government created the war on drugs and the local police officers enforced it. Uh, th that's that's the point. And we know that um, the three strikes law, we know that the, uh, the, uh, the uh, mandatory minimums and all that shit that uh, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders signed uh, Bill Clinton because everybody loved Bernie Sanders. All these niggas love they burn Uncle Bernie. He's a fucking cracker too. He signed it. So that mandatory minimums, all of that shit, it was Bernie, it was Joe Biden, it was Bill Clinton. You know who it wasn't? It wasn't Hillary. Um, I'm sure she agreed with it, though. But for the record, it wasn't her. And y'all didn't vote for Hillary and let Trump become president. And now 100,000 people did from COVID and fucking riots all over the country. Yeah, yeah, y'all didn't hear what I said, though. I said it was our police, uh, the secret police, who actually implemented that, who enforced that. Obviously, the federal government put those laws in effect. They created the impetus for that. But it was the local police who did that. It was the local police on the ground who made that happen. And that is my point. It has always been us against them. And now we're all starting to see that it really is us against them. Yeah. Uh, and just for the sake of argument, Hillary probably did promote it. That's not the same as writing it or voting for it. It's, it's just not. It's, it's not. So Bernie, who everybody, all the niggas love, actually signed on for it. That's a little different than Hillary promoting it. But you love Bernie. That's my point. I don't love none of them. I don't love Bernie, Hillary, Joe Biden, or Obama. Yeah, I, mean, I don't love none of them. I hate. That's I hate to. I hate to ask this asinine question, but I I have to do so. Um, honestly, kickbackers like us us talking about the mechanics of of democratic politics is not where we need to be spending our conversation right now. Um, and I'll tell you why at a fundamental, very, very basic, very, very simple level, where the fuck did Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton attain their power? They attained it in the democratic deep South in Arkansas. You don't think they uttered the word nigga to a time or two in their political careers, then you're tripping. You're tripping. Have you ever been to Western Pennsylvania 
where Joe Biden is from? Have you ever been there? Have you ever talked to those white people? Have you ever been called a nigger to your face in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Arkansas, Alabama, like I have? Racism is everywhere. Don't get caught up in that bullshit politics because that's not what this is. And I agree with you to a degree, but we're discussing it now because there's an election coming up and I need motherfuckers to get off their ass and stop the bullshit. Um, the fact that Bernie said, well, people make mistakes. So Bernie made a mistake. I guess Hillary made a mistake too, huh? And Trump made a mistake too. I don't give no excuses. And Bernie signed it because it was other shit in it he liked. Fuck on my face with that dumb shit. He signed it. That's the fucking point. He still signed it. I don't give a fuck why he signed it. Well, well, Bill Clinton only made it because he he it was other things that he liked. I don't give a fuck about that. He made it. And Biden signed it. And Bernie signed it. Yeah, there was a great movie. Hillary didn't. That, that's my point. There so, was a great movie that was done in uh, the 90s called American President starring Michael Douglas and Annette Bening. And it basically paralleled. It tried to parrot the uh, Clinton administration in its early years. And it specifically talked about the crime bill and what kind of bullshit the crime bill was. Like the whole point of the movie was to talk about how stupid the crime bill was, how panderingly, ridiculously stupid the crime bill was, how it was going to do absolutely nothing to protect our streets and was only going to be a political move to placate the Republican Party. And that's exactly what happened in real life. Like, exactly what happened that, in real life. And, and Mel, that's my point. But you know, Mel, we, we've had this discussion and we've laughed at many of people for their ignorance on this topic. But everybody blames Hillary for the crime bill. She wasn't even in office. That's my point. Is everybody, th their reason for not voting for Hillary was her emails and the crime bill. And it's like, but Bernie actually signed it. Hillary wasn't even an official. So you hate Hillary who didn't sign it, but you love Bernie who did sign it. Yeah, I, are you stupid? So yeah, Mel, I'm I'm with you. I'm not arguing with you. You're right. I'm arguing with these dumbasses that was like, I'm gonna vote my interest. I'm not gonna vote for Hillary because the crime bill. I'm like, but you'll vote for Bernie. So it, it's just it's just people just pick their favorite slave master. I don't have a favorite slave master. Death to all the masters. I don't have a favorite one. A lot of these niggas who think they woke, they got their favorite white man they like. I don't have a favorite. Fuck them all. I'm just speaking for me. Yeah. Said, yeah. Um, but let's keep it a buck. I don't need to like you for, I don't need to like you to hire you necessarily. I just need you to do a good fucking job and to do the job that I want you to do. Um, and so um, <clears throat> one of our viewers, thank you for the comment. Uh, what about the solutions? How do we fix this problem? How do we deal with these issues? Um, new, in my opinion, number one, the protests must continue, in my opinion. Do they need to be violent? No. Do, they, do we need to be rioting and burning up our own communities and inciting violence? No. But that isn't how this started, kickbackers. This started with peaceful protests during the day. This started with peaceful resistance. 
That is where it should continue. The protests cannot stop. I, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, let me be careful with my words because I don't want to influence someone in the wrong direction. I think the protests we've had, peaceful or not, were all necessary. I encourage everyone to be responsible and respectful and to care about your fellow man and your fellow business owners and the communities that you're protesting in. However, I am not upset by what has transpired. I do recognize that Antifa, these anarchists are involved in our movement. They, 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 they're weaseling their way in and they're causing disturbance amongst the righteous people. I do recognize that. Um, I do recognize that y'all fucked up Dave's Philly cheesesteak restaurant that I've been wanting to try for years. I'm aware of that. I'm a little upset about that. But um, I'm not, I know that you got to get it out. I know that if you keep it in, there's hypertension, there's heart disease, there's stress, there's death. You can die from keeping your anger in too long. I don't blame you for your anger. I don't blame you for your release. I just would say I would love it if you could, um, could, could tone it down, get to a place where you can get that same release without as much destruction. But I'm not opposed to destruction. Well, and, these motherfuckers got to learn. Well, and so, you know, here here's an important distinction, guys. Um, if if violence pops off in an area that is not our own, then um, I, honestly, I look at that less severely than I look at violence and destruction within our our own community um you know so i'm gonna be honest with you i looked at the burning down of precinct three in minnesota when they burnt down a police station where those cops uh worked i looked at that as <clears throat> an important violent yet important expression of anger now you know Burning down businesses and burning down shops and burning down places in your own community, frankly, doesn't make sense. And that's why I said earlier, we've been learning that a lot of this bullshit that's been happening in the black community actually isn't being done by the residents of the community. Those acts of craziness aren't being done by people who live in that community. Those are being done by agitators. You know, honestly, I don't think it was the agitators or Antifa who burnt down that police station. I think it was angry motherfuckers who burnt down that police station. And I'm okay with that. You know, so be more strategic about your protests. Be Whoa, more. They, they burned down a library. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't think that was us, though. I don't think that was us. That might have been. Dancing. That's what I'm saying. OK, so we're going to shift this conversation into solutions because we promised to do that. And we want you guys to type in your solutions. If you're watching this or listening to this on Monday after we did the live town hall, you can. Texas, you can tweet us, you can Instagram us. Everything is a partner and kickback. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Christian Mingle, um, Black People Tired of This Bullshit.com, Mahente.com, Black Planet. We're all a pod named Kickback. 
solutions. Uh, we have to vote locally. Most importantly, we have to vote locally. Um, and when I say vote locally, I, I'll tell you what I mean. Because a lot of times I think people say this, and, and some of our brothers and sisters don't really know what that means. You have to vote for your local ca- councilmen, uh, 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 Congress, senators, um, mayor. Um, you'll be surprised at the power of a councilman. I work with a councilman in D.C. on a program called No More Murders D.C. about stopping the violence in D.C. And I joined this because uh, my big brother had a niece that was killed by a straight bullet. Rest in peace to Chelsea Cromartie. What up, Burger? And um, I wanted to know what I could do. So I joined this movement called No More Murders D.C. And there was a lot of old white people with some young black people. And there was a councilman there. Um, and we worked to figure, we, we talked to different communities in D.C. We went to churches and, and youth organizations and talked to the kids about violence and, and gun control and, and how to resolve conflict. And that councilman went on to be Mayor Fenty. Um, so you never know how much power a councilman can actually have. And you should be involved in that. You want to uh, put pressure on your your, your, your representatives, your senators, Um what am I missing, JD? Well, you're missing a, um, a bunch of local officials. And if you're talking about change in terms of the police force, here's where the rubber meets the road. L- allow me to enumerate a few elected positions in local government that, that are critical to police enforcement. Number one, the police commissioner is oft times an elected position within the local government. Your county sheriff is always an elected position within your local government. Okay. Your attorney general, again, oftentimes an elected position within your state government. Okay. Right? Um, the The city attorney position is oftentimes it is called the city attorney general in most cases. So Atlanta has an attorney general that is also an elected position. Okay. The election of a democratic mayor and a democratic governor in the state of Minnesota led fruitful results in terms of the outcome of what happened in this very incident. The mayoral and gubernatorial positions are, again, local positions that you can have a much more direct impact on, mm-hmm. right? Bear those in mind. Look yeah, I, at those police comments, positions. JD. Go ahead. I, I, I love what you just said, and some people are echoing what you said, actually. Um, one, one comment is we need to bring our agenda to our local officials. So we have a black agenda. Take it to the local officials. And Joe Biden isn't the only presidential candidate we should present this to. Um, I know Trump is a wild card and he's crazy and he's fucking incompetent, but I would still say, hey, motherfucker, we got an agenda. This is our rules. You with it or not? See what the fuck you say? I agree with you. I, I, I would do that. I don't fuck with Trump. I think he's too incompetent to carry out an agenda. Um, but I don't. I don't have. I have zero issue with presenting it to him. So I, I, I agree with you. Um, even MLK said he messed up by pushing integration. Well, we all know integration was worse than having the black people. We integrated and disintegrated. Like it, it was some bullshit. Integration, the way we did it, was the worst thing ever. It could have been better, 
It could have been done properly the way we did it. Just so happy to be around Massa. We can drink from the same fountain. Nigga, I want a, well, I don't drink from water fountains no more, but I want separation. I like having black owned businesses that I go to. I like that shit. I actually, I love it. While every other community who is who has successfully integrated within um, American society has done so at the start of their own isolated empowerment. The Italians didn't gain their place in American society by fully integrating with American society at first. They built up their own businesses. They built up their own economic and political power and then chose to express that outward. The, and when we the, had that with Black Wall Street, the motherfuckers burned it down. Yeah, I mean... And I want to get through a, a few more of these comments. Go ahead. On, uh, judges, chiefs, and prosecutors, JB. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Thank you for that. That is a wonderful example. Um, It shouldn't be too difficult to bring charges against officers. Cut the red tape. Yeah, we, we should... Uh, I agree. This disintegration... Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. But I I, I want to kick it with my peoples anyway. And I try to spend my money with us anyway. Um, I try to. And I, I'll even do a better job of it going forward. Um, and I think we all should. We created something on this podcast called the Black Love Boycott, where we weren't boycotting anything necessarily. but We made it a point to support black businesses uh, uh, in a different business every month. Not a different business, but a different category. So we did black grocery stores in January. We did black museums in February. We did black sports paraphernalia in March. So we went through every month and, and kind of did that. I'll bring that back up um, in June. Our, our next episode will be in June. We'll see. This will come out June 1st. But June 7th or 6th, 8th, whatever that is, we'll, we'll reinstitute that and we'll play it out for the rest of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> there, there's, there's plenty of black capital out there. There is plenty of black capital that can revitalize our communities economically. Um, as a people, though, high and low, and I'm not talking about high society, low society. I'm talking about high economics versus low economics. We all need to be <clears throat> on the same page in terms of economic empowerment. Th that's a way to slow walk federal change and federal empowerment down, but at the local level, we got to rock the vote. It's just that simple. We got to rock the vote and we got to rock the protest because we are in a situation where we cannot slow walk this issue purely with economics, in my opinion. The economic empowerment is something that has to happen over time. It's something that we need to be a part. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor and the doctor looks at you and you're overweight and you're sick and, you, and he's like, nigga, like, nigga. Like he he gonna he gonna talk to you about stopping stopping drinking and stopping smoking and getting exercise every day, all of that shit. But he also gonna talk about you talk to you about taking them high blood pressure pills and taking them cholesterol pills and making sure that we get those numbers down immediately. And what we need to work towards is we need to work towards both. We need to get the numbers down immediately and we need to slow walk a better long-term solution. So in my opinion, the protests need to continue. The political activism must continue. The, the aggressive voting has to start and accelerate and grow. And that is something that can happen this year. 
That is something that can happen yeah. in a few months. We, we have an election in November. Ten ten, no, in January, in June. Oh, we have yeah, a local right, election right. in Georgia you're in right. 10 days. The midterm. Yep. yep. Um, so this is what this is what I'll say. Voting is important. It is not the end all be all. That's number one on the list. But there are several other numbers on the list. Yes. Yes. Um, and Mel will back me up on this because we've talked about this. Me, Mel, JB, Jeremy, the whole uh, what was the creep squad? We all talked about this. Um, we need to learn to grow grow. I say two vegetables. You need to learn how to how to grow potatoes and a green vegetable. Everybody should have a potato plant, if that's the correct term, and a green vegetable plant. You, you know what I'm trying to say. You, you should have. You should be able to do both. You should have them on your balcony, your patio, your bedroom, wherever the fuck you can put it. You need to be learning how to grow food. That's important. We found out from this pandemic, from this motherfucking global pandemic, that food, can, when the supplies stop, what you going to do? So everybody needs to learn how to do uh, potatoes because it's, it, it, it's sustenance and a green vegetable for the vitamins. Everybody. Everybody needs to get a gun license and know how to shoot a firearm. Yes. Don't just get a gun license. Yes. Don't just get a gun. Become get a gun proficient. License, get a gun and become proficient in the usage of it. Because I have thought about being where George Floyd was and like watching it happen. I'd rather and, die on my feet. And, yeah, and live on my knees. And if I had a gun, would I help him? And I was like, I don't know. I want to say yeah, but I'm not sure. And that's me being honest. I'm not sure. But if I do have the courage to help, I want to be a good shot. I don't want to be pew, 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 and miss everybody. And then the cop look up like, bitch, and kill me. I want to get him. Even if I got to go out, I want to get him. So I got to go to the range more. And we've been going to the range. I've been to the, I'm maybe underselling my shooting skills a little bit because I've been to the range. Dozens of well, maybe not dozens of times, but more than twelve times. Um, so I am, I'm an okay shot. You're a competent shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, but I think that's everybody real. needs to do that. I think that's so. We gotta vote. We gotta learn to grow some kind of vegetable. Um, I, I say, and I'm not the expert on this. Mel, help us out with this because you're the expert. We gotta grow uh, potatoes, and I say a green vegetable. We need to learn how to do that. Um, if I'm wrong, male, jump in and tell me what we should grow. Um, we need to become a proficient shot, proficient shooter, proficient defender. This is my biggest struggle, number four. We got to get in shape and eat and be healthy. I am doing better. I'm taking my vitamin D3. I'm taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I am drinking Dr. Sebi um, uh, uh, blood pressure tea. I'm taking my blood pressure medicine. I am um, taking a, a daily multivitamin. I take so many pills in the morning. Nigga, I, I feel like I, I, I'm a pill popper. Yeah. I feel like seven pills in the morning, nigga. Yeah, me too. Me too. So <clears throat> you touched on three very important points, New, and I'd like to get into those a little bit and then add a fourth. Number one, growing what you need to eat and survive. Um, those of you who are 
you know, a little trepidatious about this, you got to understand that growing shit is actually a lot easier than it looks. Um, number one, it does take a th green thumb. It does take vigilance. But if you can keep your house clean, then you can grow a goddamn plant. And if you can grow a plant, then you can grow nutritious plants that will not only add value and health to your life, but also save you money. Um, potatoes, tomatoes, um, zucchini, um, beans, different herbs, uh, <clears throat> different leaf vegetables. These types of things will keep you healthy. They will allow you to grow an abundance of vegetables for yourself to provision your family. And it will also inure you to catastrophe, right? Because if this shit pops off again, you can still eat. Number one. Number two, proficiency in a firearm. Okay. Let me tell you how real this shit is y'all um this thing affects black people absolutely everywhere and i hate to put it this crazily but it's not really that crazy anymore we need to arm ourselves for the revolution because we are at a point right now where a confrontation with a police officer is a direct threat to your life there was a time in American history where everyone went around armed. The reason why that happened is not because everybody was just shooting everybody, whatever. It's because you couldn't depend on the police or anybody else to protect yourself. You could only fend for yourself. The wild, wild west. And that is where we are. The wild people. northwest. That is where we are. Get a gun, get a license, store it safely, and become proficient at that firearm. Become proficient at it. Because it's not going to be just one cop. It's not. And I would rather live on my goddamn feet than die on my goddamn knees. Facts. Point blank, period. Facts. That is just it. I have to tell a story right now, real quick, new. So, um, so uh, one of my homeboys, longtime friend, um, shout out to Pete. We're, we're gonna go live on Instagram again. We only have a minute left, okay. so we're gonna stop the Instagram feed and then go back live. What up? What up? I see you. I see you. I see you. We're gonna we're gonna uh, shut this down and go live again, y'all. So this in twenty seconds, come back. All, All right. right. So. <clears throat> My buddy, uh, my buddy, my roommate from Harvard, P Matt. A shout out to P Matt. I don't know if you're listening, but I appreciate you, brother. Um, when all of this shit went down, um, he called me up, um, and he called me because, like, I relax. I relaxed my reluctance to get a gun a long time ago because I moved to Georgia. And I saw what the fuck it was in Georgia. Um, but this man has lived in the upper Midwest, in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, he's been blessed not to endure and see the things in the last 15 years that I have in Georgia. He saw this shit. And he was like, James, like, you know me. I was always the guy who hated guns and we never like, you know, there's always another solution aside from a gun and mm -hmm, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. He was like, young, like I got to go buy a gun. And I, and I was like, I was like, nigga, I got the motherfucker picked out. I know exactly which one I'm going to get. Here are the specifics. Here's why I like it. The magazine capacity, the boom, the stopping power, <laughs> like this, you know, yeah. 
Uh, and he was like, yo, yo, like we need to go to a gun range together. I was like, nigga, you in Minnesota, we ain't going to a gun range together. <laughs> but we can text about that shit for sure. Like it's everywhere. Every, people who didn't have to think about these things right now are thinking about these things right now, new. And we should all be thinking about these things right now. We all should, and we all we all are. Because if, you, if you're a kickbacker and you, you're thinking about it, we're talking about it. Boom. So, voting, getting ready, a registered firearm, and getting proficient in using it, being able to grow vegetables, be it uh, I recommend potatoes and a green vegetable. And Mel backed me up on that, so that's that 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 seems to be legit. Getting in shape, being healthy, taking our CMOS. Taking our vitamin C, thousand milligrams, vitamin D three, a daily multivitamin, drinking our green tea, you know, looking up our Dr. CB holistic solutions, um, pharmacylife.com, pharmacy with an F. It's some black people that's getting us. They they put all these sea moss and iris moss and all that into pills, so you can take it as a pill. You ain't got to actually cook the sea moss yourself. Um, that's an option. Um, what else? What else? What else? We need to have an open communication amongst our people. We need to understand who our inner circle is and who our outer circle is. And we need to act accordingly. Um, I have a circle now that I can lean on for whatever's going on. I have people that I can go to for damn near any need, be it, you know, what I call the kickback crew, the five, the Dawsons, you know what I'm saying? High MP, Pimp Society, SGT, whatever. I got, uh, I have people who I can go to for different things, um, and they'll all keep it real with me, and that's that, that's very very important to have people in your life that I tell you, eh, no, you're looking kind of chubby, you might want to go for a jog, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's very very important. I surround myself with people who are responsible, who you know have had COVID tests, who move a certain way in the world. Matter of fact, let's, let's talk about that. I think that um, wearing masks is usually to help protect other people from you. But I still am for wearing a mask. Uh, if you don't have the uh, N95, I have a K95, which isn't quite N95, but I have a few K95 masks. Even if it doesn't um, present the best protection, I would still recommend wearing it in groups of people. Um, I know a lot of us are getting fat because we're quarantined in a house. Do some push-ups. Do some jumping jacks. Go for a walk. We got to start doing something. So um, if we do come in contact with this, we're giving ourselves the best chance. Absolutely. And let's not forget, COVID-19 is very real. It's still here. It didn't go away because a black man got killed by a racist cop. It's still here, y'all. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's very real. That's very real. Um, you know, one of the things. Listen, the audio was fucking up. I know. I just, I was just asking uh, how do if we sound any better now. Um, so, um, you know, you talked about us uh, protecting ourselves in terms of our health and our wellness. Um, this disease has affected the black community particularly difficultly. Um, and part of the reason why that has occurred is because a lot of the chronic illnesses associated with poor health are a large portion of what's going on in terms of our community. And there are things that we can do to do better at that. There are things that we can do to be better at that. And let me say this openly and freely, New. 
it's awfully goddamn hard to think about going to the gym when you're working a double and you just completed 12 hours in a car driving lift or doing whatever delivering whatever standing on your motherfucking feet at walmart and then think about going to the gym or think about taking a walk or whatever the fuck like i understand that believe me believe me i understand because i have lived it it is difficult it is difficult to get up and go for a walk a two mile walk in the morning to promote your health and your circulation and your breathing when you gotta be up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work right because if you're five minutes late you get written up by your boss you know these yeah, are the uh, uh, ron said it's perfect on instagram but facebook we were having some trouble for the people that are on facebook has it improved are we getting better back to the good sound or where are we let us know on facebook i'm going good you know um these things are difficult, but it's never been easy for the black man in the United States. We have always had to work twice as hard, be twice as smart, and be ample ready for whatever is going to be thrown at us. And that's the key here. It's, you have to work harder than the white man does. Most white men can go to the gym because they're off work four, five, six o'clock. The gym is on their way home or the gym is in their fucking house. You know what I'm saying? But there is Tabata. Tabata, you can get Tabata in increments of six minutes. And Tabata is a full core workout, cardio, push-ups and jumping jacks and sit-ups and every fucking thing. We sound fine on Facebook. Man. Okay, perfect, perfect. So you can do Tabata. You can you can go to YouTube and type in T-A-B-A-T-A and then go to the six-minute version. You can do that every day. I can do that every day. And we can do it to about a 12 minute or to about a 40 minute, or you can get to whatever exercise routine you want to do. But um, what we gotta stop, what we gotta start doing is prioritizing our health. We're not prioritizing it. Me specifically. Um, I'm doing a better job now, but I'm not the workout part is hard, man. Okay, they say we do something. Workout part hard, because I'm I like sitting on my sofa, getting drunk, getting high, and fucking bitches. Um, that's neither here nor there, but that's my hobby. Um, but I know that I, I should be working out more and I'm going to do a much better job. And if you guys will hold me responsible, I'll hold you responsible. I'll make a post every morning or every night, letting you know what workout I did. If, if y'all gonna hold me to the fire, I'll hold you to the fire. Let's do a two week challenge new daily, daily. You and I have to post at least, at least a 20 minute workout every single Boom. day for the next two weeks. Boom. All right. So that's that's our commitment to you. We will post that on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, whatever. So check in on us, because if we're not doing the thing, then you got to call us out because we're going to do I'm, I'm a dude. I lose his gut. Yeah, it's real talk. I can't really see it, but I think Facebook can actually see it. Yeah. And I, um, I look like a am a seven month pregnant um, hemophiliac. Well, that's why you got to learn to sit forward like me. That way you I don't know what a hemophiliac is. I just said it. Yeah, a, a hemophiliac is not a fat person at all. A hemoph right now in the middle of the show. Tw Twenty push-ups. God 
Damn it! Try to give me 20! <laughs> you started this shit. Alright, here, dude. Alright, dude is about to drop and give us 20 push-ups right now. We start now, kickbackers. We start now. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There it is. 20 push-ups. Boom. There it is. Now you got to do what? Oh, yeah. You got to do Bruce Lee push-ups now. <laughs> oh, shit. What? I was trying to turn that joint around. There we go. There we go. There we go. We're good now. Get it. We'll give it. We'll give him a second or two to yeah, to. Listen. Yeah, listening all over your body. Yo, yo, we gotta shout out Michelle because that's what that's exactly what we're talking about. Waking up 4 a.m. doing 40 minutes of cardio five times a week is not easy, but if he, but she does it, and if she can do it, anybody can do it. That's I'm real. Sure I gotta get up at about at least seven, maybe six thirty to accomplish that. You just insulted half of the kickbackers, like seven, seven, seven. Oh, let me use the mic. Let me use the mic. I'm I'm a night person, so I'm up all night. So yeah, getting up real. at six thirty seven is a challenge for me because I might not be sleep till one two, and it, I can't help it. I, I just I I'm a night person. That's very real. That's very very real. Yeah, here I'm out of breath. <laughs> that's that's why I've tried to that's why I've tried to talk to give him a chance to catch. I wasn't gonna say nothing, but this nigga over here <laughs> sounded like he got COVID and shit over here. Right, breathing. right. I just did 20 push-ups in the middle of the show because I was challenged. And shout out to my uncle Daryl Leia. Hey, uh, I see you watching. And um, I just did some push-ups trying to stay in shape. So in the middle of the show, I just dropped down and did 20 quick push-ups. But we're back to the topics. And um, I'll re reiterate it one more time. The solutions we've come up with are voting locally yes. and nationally. Voting. Uh, you know, police chief, judges, prosecutors. What else there be? Senators, uh, congressmen. Uh, sher uh, sheriffs. Sheriffs. Uh, attorney generals, mayors, governors. Um, you know, that ballot is thick. Um, every time you get it with local officials. And oh, and propositions. They they throw a little shit on there. You got to watch. Because we, we, we um, made it legal to drink mimosas in Georgia as early as like 10 a.m. Because alcohol couldn't be sold in Georgia until like 1 p.m. on Sundays. So it was fucking up the bunches because you couldn't get a mimosa. And we voted for that shit. You can, you can get drunk Sunday morning now. We, we affected change, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we should have affected better change, but we did affect that change. Um, so we said voting. We said uh, get a firearm and learn how to a legal firearm and learn how to use it. We said that. We said um, learn to grow vegetables. It, it should be a potato and a green vegetable. Learn to grow it on your patio, in your backyard, on your balcony, in your bathroom if you got to. Whatever. Learn how to do that. We talked about. Um, Getting in shape, which is why I did the 20 push-ups. Making sure you're staying in good health. Making sure you're taking vitamins. Your vitamin, in this particular time with COVID, vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams. Vitamin D3 for immune health. CMOS for immune health. Um, black seed oil. 
um, uh, drinking green tea. I take Dr. Sebi tea. I'm drinking Dr. Sebi tea. Um, a daily multivitamin. Um, you know, putting lemon in your tea, putting lime in your tea, um, eating the right food, cutting out processed food. Yes. JB showed me how to make chili from scratch. And a lot of you saw that on YouTube. Yep. I made chili from scratch. Yeah. That's much yeah. better than getting the seasoning packet, right, JB? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stay away, stay away from those seasoning packs because they are high in sodium, which leads to high blood pressure. You always wanna you always wanna try and buy or grow fed, uh, fresh vegetables because you get the maximum nutrient content from those. You want to cook fresh, stay fresh. Um to try and avoid processed foods, processed dinners, pre-processed meals, all of that kind of quick warm-up type of shit. Um, try and stay the fuck away from that shit because that shit will fuck you up if you eat it over time. It's like eating fast food over time. It fucks your body up. Um, you know, eat right, eat healthy. Um, also, buy black. That was the last and most mm -hmm, important mm -hmm. thing to slow walk our empowerment down, right? Buy black. Buy black. Proper integration into American society requires us coming from a position of power, not a position Boom. of weakness. And we attain that power. Boom, say that again, JB. Acquiring our proper position of integration in American society requires us coming from a position of power. Woo! That boy preaching. Economic power, yeah, not weakness. We don't need to be beg, borrowing, stealing, and asking for our constitutional and human rights. We need to demand them and enforce them based on our ability to do so. And the way we do that is we grow ourselves into the type of people that they cannot help but to respect and fear. That is what it is. Power is never given, granted, exceeded. It is always taken, period. If you expect the white man to give you your rights, then you're fucking stupid. Facts. I made a post the other day when I, when I, I finally watched the video of George Floyd being murdered by the coward Derek Chauvin and those other three bitches on the police force in Minneapolis. I made a post and it said, I'm not crying because I feel sad and hopeless. I'm crying because I feel brave and powerful. I'm crying for you. My tears are for you because I know what I'm ready to do. And another thing I'll add, I think the final thing, JB, is tell a friend, teach a friend, educate a friend. JB know I love chili, right? I eat chili in the summer. I, it's, my, it's probably my favorite food. And JB was like, mm, Packs you be getting new kind of got out of soda in them. You got blood pressure. Like, mm, have you ever thought about making it from scratch? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I thought about it, but I don't know how to do that shit. You know what my brother did? You know what my big brother did? Made a whole fucking video showing me how to make chili from scratch so that I could cut the sodium down. That's what it's going to take. To go to your homegirl that's like, girl, I can't do nothing unless I have my something, something, something. And you be like, wait a minute, boo. You know, you need to make it from scratch like JB and new girl. You need, y'all know how y'all talk. I'm not doing a bad impersonation, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Uh, or going to your boy and like, damn, nigga, like, that's supposed to be your, your eighth jack today? You just be smoking whole packs? You ain't about cutting down like four? Like, like that's what it's going to take. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, man, nigga, you bought another bottle? Mm, no. That's two bottles oh, in the no, last 10 I minutes. Trying to get that drunk, nigga. But yeah, right, right. Like, oh, slow it down, something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that and that's another thing that's gonna take is holding each other accountable. And if you love somebody, that's your folks, you should hold them accountable. And they'll love you for doing it. So I agree with that. Uh, let me get to some of these comments. Um, and as a community, we should share info about local elections. A lot of people in our community are not well versed in government and who and who is who. I agree with that. Um, oh, FB is pausing. Okay. Uh, it looks like we're moving yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I now. think it might have paused earlier. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, I, I read the comment late because I'm yeah. I'm money in my mouth. Oh no, it's all good. I caught it. I caught um, it when it happened. What's going on Instagram? Uh, yeah, that they in the mock like shit. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, that nigga, that nigga spitting. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, I had to. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, spitting like like saying good shit. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, so uh, what I'll say is, I think we we presented a few solutions, and I think you guys liked them. I will type up those five or six. And I'll make it available on social media. And if you guys will post it, as a matter of fact, post the show. If you like the content in this episode, you should share it to your Facebook page now. Just hit share and put it on your page. And then tomorrow when it's up, I'll send you the link. I'll put the link on Facebook and Instagram. Share the link with people that need to hear this conversation. Yeah. Because that's that's the last commandment of, of our little list, right? Is share the information. Let's share the information. Tell them to come back every week. We have these conversations every week. Now, I'm keeping a hundred. Usually, these comments are split. It's a little bit of sex talk. It's a little bit of music talk. It's a little bit of sports talk. And it's a little bit of pop culture talk. But we are the black CNN. So this is always in the show. And um, I think now, with you guys' permission, we can go into a small celebration of our hundredth episode indeed, as a podcast. Indeed, indeed. This is a weird coincidence for us because um, we had actually been planning to do really, really special things, talk about our history as a show, all of the accomplishments, all of the guests that we've had through our long history of doing this. But again, priorities take priority. You know what I'm saying? We had to, yeah. as we do, as we do as the Black CNN, we had to bring you the content that was was relevant and hot not only hot for you but also hot for us you know we it is what it is but at the same time new at the same time this is our hundredth podcast episode now again hundredth podcast episode break that down <laughs> so we've been doing the show since 2012 since i first moved to georgia you know when i moved to georgia me and jb was roommates um, the first two years, and then, you know, we got our own spot, so we're doing our thing. We've done a show at JB's spot. We've done a show at my spot. And, of course, when we were roommates, we did a show at our spot. Um, but we've done, as an internet radio show slash internet TV show, we've done about 200 episodes. That was about the first six years. And we would do, we, we figured, about 35 episodes mm-hmm, a year. Mm-hmm. The last two and a half years, we've been a podcast, and we don't miss episodes anymore. No. We do a show damn near. We did 50 episodes last year. It's 52 weeks in a year. We did 50 last year. Excuse me, because when we became a podcast, 
we started seeing the money in it. And we started seeing the opportunity in it. And we started seeing people looking to us for information, for solutions, for this conversation we're giving you now. And so we're like, we can't take a week off. Nah. We owe it to our people. There so it is. There it is. We, we are at episode 100 right now. Yeah. That's why this episode is titled Keep It 100. Um, we are the hardest working man in this men in this podcast business right now. There's just no denying it. Again, you look at the numbers and they speak for themselves. Um, inside of a little more than two years, we have amassed 100 podcast episodes, over 200 internet and uh, radio and TV episodes, as New said. Um, we work hard to bring you this consistent and conscientious content every goddamn week, y'all. And, you know, it's just time to celebrate. It's time It's yeah. time to kick back and celebrate this achievement, New, because it's an important one to us. And we know based on your patronage and your support and your love for us that it's important to you. And we thank you so much for that. So much for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And if you want to support, um, we have a Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash a pod name kickback. And the podcast makes money. Like uh, some of our kickbackers are paying for the content to help us keep cameras up and cell phones on Instagram and then iPads while we're talking to you and, and laptops over there and, and microphones. Um, and we make money off of this. And it's a beautiful thing to feel the support from my kickbackers. We got, um, and it's three tiers. It's the kickers, which is $2 a month. It's the backers, which is $4 a month. And it's the kickback yeah. That's $7 a month. There it is. We're not trying to break y'all. We're not trying to make y'all pay a, a tremendous amount. But if you love the content, support us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, now, with that Patre uh, Patreon membership, you do get additional uh, content. Um, you heard New mention the chili video where I talk about how to make chili from scratch. We also did a chili taste off. New made his chili from scratch one day. He inspired me to make some chili. We both made chili and we did a COVID 19 exchange because we weren't seeing each exchange. other yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we put that shit in some Tupperware and wiped that shit down like a motherfucker mm -hmm. and exchange all of that content is on patreon available for your viewing pleasure and all of our pre-production yes so yes we have a conversation before every show and that's also on patreon yes it is and then there are a few episodes where um um we had naked women okay we didn't but we could have and if you had subscribed you would know that we didn't Shit, this ain't working all right. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, that's patreon.com slash a pod name kickback. Indeed. It's a two dollar tier, a four dollar tier, and a seven dollar tier. We appreciate any love you're willing to give. Um, and that's per month. So that's 50 cents a week, or a dollar a week, or like a dollar eighty cent a week, or some shit. That's all we're asking for. Um, to support us, to help us keep it going, to keep our expenses yeah, it's down. Yeah, $1.75 so. a week. It took me a second to do that, man. But, but I said a dollar eighty. I was close. You were and I was damn close. It, 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 see, see damn I know close. how to eyeball it. I, I know how to eyeball it. I, 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 I can look at a bag of weed and be like, that's 3.5. <laughs> I can eyeball it, nigga. I'm, I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler. I did this. I'm a hustler, baby. I did this. That's another and thing. I just want you to know. Um, one of our kickbackers sent me a picture of her holding Who Was New Volume 2 CD. Wow. A lot of y'all don't know. I was a rapper. Like, I was a rapper for 20 years. 
I never wanted to do a podcast. I was a rapper. That's all I was. I ain't work a job. I sold CDs on my trunk for a decade. A decade plus. That's how I made my money. And then renting out clubs and putting on concerts and making money that way. That's what I did. Yeah. I was not a working nigga. Yeah, he's the rapper. I'm the producer. Shout out to GOV, his old crew. From Gang! Grown-ass man entertainment. Yeah, I remember those days. Me heading into town, working in Baltimore and shit. We doing yep. a podcast on Wednesday night remotely and shit. Hell and then yeah. I'm driving down <laughs> with my bottle of Johnny Walker Black and shit. Remember that shit? <laughs> oh, we were sipping good then. Those are the good old days. <laughs> and the Remy and the Remy and Martin. Remy, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Hanging out and shit, playing mad. But a lot of time we spent was in the motherfucking studio mm-hmm. with that game crew, man. Getting them tracks and shit G-O-V. Yeah, man. Working on, working on music, man. That's how we, I mean, that's how we started this podcast thing real talk is just getting together on music and what we love and what we love to talk about and then that shit just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew you know what i'm saying and something i don't know if you guys all know we do a music playlist called a pod name kickback playlist on title apple and spotify and we update it every friday with new music this last week i totally destroyed the playlist and rebuilt it from the ground up so it's a summertime playlist now it's a pod name kickback you can go to whatever streaming service you use and download it and every week we update it with new songs so it might be 40 songs on the right and they will take off maybe five and add maybe five or ten based on what dropped so you'll always have the latest music but you have some throwbacks mixed in there and you'll have some current music in there and it's rapping r&b and a little bit of um that little dance all afro beat vibe mixed in but it's mainly rapping r&b it's a nice playlist top to bottom it's a good it's a good listening playlist a good playlist to vibe out to you know if you're doing a little social distancing get together out on the patio or whatever kickback music yeah exactly exactly it ain't always turn up it's turn up music on it but this is kickback music. Indeed. You you on the like JB said, y'all grilling in the house, chilling with your folks, and you put that joint on and just ride out. Cause it's gonna be some love songs. It's gonna be some gangster shit. It's gonna be some turn up trap shit. It's gonna be some funky R and B. It's gonna be some booyaka booyaka and that on there too. It is on there, JB. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I just. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's a pod name kickback. You can Indeed. find that playlist on Apple, Spotify, or Title. Shout out to Jay Z for approving us for Title. We doing things on these streets, no doubt, um, no doubt. And the podcast we dropped that we recorded Sundays live every week on Facebook and now on Instagram, um, and then we release it on Monday. Um, we are charting podcast. Our highest position in the United States was number thirteen. Highest position in Uganda was one. We was number one in like some other African country. I was like, what? And like in Australia. I was like, we yeah, like Australia. high up like, in Ghana and shit. Yeah, Ghana, Ghana. Yeah, we number one in Ghana. Um, and we, we're an entertainment news podcast, of course, because we do politics, pop culture, music, sex, and sports. Um, I want to say that um, I've been watching a lot of people doing these lives on Facebook, and like, we don't play with this. Like, we research the topics for a week before we talk about them. It, it, you can't just go, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a live and then hit your button on Facebook and do it. It ain't going to look like this. 
we make it look easy. But it, it, ain't, it easy. ain't easy though. It ain't a easy. A lot of research goes into this. I do a shit ton of research and then I hand it over to the gangster geek. And you know what? He's gonna take it. This is a Harvard graduate. So my research, I'm like, yeah, I got it. I got it. And be like, well, actually, in 1945, I knew. I'd be like, oh, shit. No, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait a minute. What happened in 45? Yeah. I only went back to 91. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like we do a lot of research into this. I'm going to give JB his flowers. Um, JB runs the technical side of the show. So he's always got, I got this new camera. Or we, we gonna, I bought new mics. We're going to use these other mics. Or fuck Zoom. We're going to use StreamYard. And then if y'all can see, I'm, I'm going to show y'all on Instagram um, the setup here. So, well, of course, that's Jer Jeremy from Germany. Um, and then we got the laptop here that JB is running the show with. Yep. And um, he's doing that and communicating with me on the show. So not only is he just running, like, is he doing that, but he's keeping up in the conversation. And I wish I could show you Facebook is that, but I think if I move the camera, it, it's gonna fuck everything. Up. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't that. That camera is <laughs> that camera is mounted on a tripod. At the end of the show on Facebook, we're gonna take it off and we'll yeah, show you yeah, everything. Yeah, we do that once we we're do. done. Yeah, yeah, no um, doubt, no doubt. Well, thank you for that, new. Um, but you make a very, very important point. Um, podcasting is a professional. No, endeavor. no, no. G give me my flowers. Give me mine. I'm about to. Okay. <laughs> I, like. Like, let me. Like, <laughs> Give me my flowers. Podcasting is a professional endeavor. So, New pointed out, you know, what I do, which is the technology and the equipment and making sure that things are on point while we go. However, there's a lot of work that New puts into the podcast prior to when Sunday happens. New is the gears and the mind behind the engine that generates the topics and the contact, uh, content that we talk about on the show. New does an incredible amount of research, staying informed throughout the early parts of the week, not only monitoring the news stations and news channels, but also social media and pop culture to understand not only what's critical, but also what's popping, right? He brings that information to me, but he brings it to me in such a way that I am able to be well prepared for the show independently of my own research that I do. There, there are hours and hours and hours of effort that go into the broadcast prior to the broadcast starting, prior to the broadcast even really being conceived of. I can't talk to you about the countless conversations that we have about format, about interplay, about formatting conversations and framing conversations such they are that they are efficient. You know, a lot of these podcasts you hear, you'll just hear two motherfuckers yelling at each other. That's yeah, not a podcast, yeah. Kickbackers. It's an mm. argument. <laughs> this is a podcast, and there is a difference. So I want you to understand that your Patreon contributions go towards making all of this happen. And we really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you for what you do, New. Thank you, JB. I, did I, I, did I, I get, get it? Flowers today. I got some flowers. Did I get you it? Nailed it? it? You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Like, you nailed it. I was like, like really? Like, 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 so you didn't think I was going to? Come on, man. Um, and, and of course, the show ain't shit without the kickbackers. Um, the, the ones that are in the studio, our crew, our family, the ones we're willing to social distance with. Um, Jeremy, Nicole, F, Drea, um, 
I, I, uh, I ain't socially distancing with billions. Billions be driving around. Billions doing too much. <laughs> but billions is a definite kickbacker. Shout out to my nigga billions. Uh, shout out SR, um, Kristen, um, Ron, who always, Kristen and Ron, yeah. are like our two correspondents. Yeah. Burger, yeah, they man. always got comments, always got some interesting shit to say. Yeah, added information, um, man. It, y'all, mail. Yeah, y'all are like our co-hosts on the show, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all support. We appreciate y'all consistent contribution to the show because it's almost Randy. like y'all are sitting sitting on the couch with us. You know what I'm saying? Dre. It's great. We love it. We love it. We love Shanti. it. I don't know Beyonce. about that. One. I don't know about. I don't know about that one. Kalani. I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> All the girls that's in the Xavier porn videos, they be having real orgasms. Help me out on porn. <laughs> you said the Xavier porn. It's, it's a nigga named Xavier. Oh, I know who you talking about. But, but all of this shit is 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 real <laughs> orgasms. I, nigga, I I know. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Shout out I, to all I, the I women I, in those videos that, that, <laughs> that are here for me. Thank you, ladies. Because I can't I can't beat off to regular porn. I need orgasms, female <laughs> orgasms in my porn, and they, they are there for me. Uh, <laughs> skill, skill. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Skill, skill, skill. Um, oh my so god! 300 Dude. episodes, 100 as a podcast. Indeed, our internet, radio, internet, TV careers are behind us now. We're focused on being a podcast, and even though we had 300 episodes total, we're at 104 podcasts. I can't wait to get to 150, JB. Um, I can't think of anybody I would rather do the show with. We nail this shit. We kill this shit. We have our ups and our downs, but we both on our game. Can't nobody fuck with us, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are the dynamic duo. We are the Wonder Twins. We are a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's, it's like, like a, a tribe tri- called Quest. You say the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, see, new trying to take my lines and shit. We talk about we talk about how we formatted and shit. We talk about all of this rehearsing and shit. And this nigga, anyway, anyway, I I got excited. I fucked up my intro at the beginning of this, but it was an emotional show. Um, I I love being able to have this platform to be able to speak. I love being blessed with the time and the energy and the wherewithal to do the research to properly inform you it does take an effort but it is a labor of love we love you we're always going to be here damn weeks out of 52 last year and we're not slowing down we're not stopping we did not stop during COVID-19 like other podcasters did we kept it moving and we kept bringing you what you needed because it's what we all need kickbackers and before we get out of here we are leaving uh we love you we care about you we want you to be safe we want you to take your vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams, vitamin D3, drink your tea, your herbal teas, green teas, uh, your apple cider vinegar. Uh, we want you to, to get 40 minutes of cardio every day. We're starting with 20 minutes of cardio this week as we get ramped yeah. up. Every we want day. you to do all of that. And we want you to, to safely social distance and uh, get back to being around the people you love slowly but surely and carefully if you haven't already. 
And um, don't get caught up in these these protests and, and riots to the point where it costs you or someone you love your life. Do what you have to do. And if that means being a martyr, then be a martyr. But I want all of you here. So I'm, I'm asking you to not do anything that will put your life in harm's way. And I'm also asking you to be active in the process, man. Vote locally, vote nationally. Learn to grow a vegetable. I think it should be two, a potato and a green vegetable. I think that um, you need to get in shape, take care of your body. You need to get a gun license, go to the gun range, make it a part of your routine, be proficient in that. Bring a friend with you. It's one more I'm missing. Oh, is that it? Vote locally. Vote locally. Vote locally. Vote there locally. Vote locally. In Atlanta and in Georgia, June 9th, we, we should all be voting. There it is. Safely, social distancingly, but we should be voting. And um, JB, anything, any last words? Um, <clears throat> last last words, y'all, are um, it's okay to ask people personal questions about where they've been and what they're doing if you're going to get close to them. Um, mm -hmm. If a nigga gets offended, if if you're like, hey, so where you been? What you been up to? You been going to work? You, you been around? If a nigga gets offended by that, you don't need to be around that nigga in 2020 yeah. right now. Yeah. That's just what the fuck it is. That's it. Open communication. And um, I'll end this with the words of Brother Malcolm as we started this. And um, listen to the words. Um, I'm not telling you to do anything negative. I'm not telling you to do anything aggressive. I'm not telling you to do anything, you know, dastardly. I'm Protest you, proactively and defend yourself when need be. By any means necessary. And I, for one, as a Muslim, believe that the white man is intelligent enough. If he were made to realize how black people really feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk, stop sweet talking it. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how what kind of hell you've been catching and let him know that if he's not ready to clean his house up, if he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire. And burn down. Uno, we out.